I want you to put your hand on your neighbor and tell them you don't need, you don't need a cure. Welcome back to the Drive Home with Timothy podcast. We have the healer. We've got some healing music going on right now for all of you who are hurting. I don't care if it's HIV. Not HIV. It doesn't matter if it's AIDS. We don't need a cure. HIV and AIDS are pretty much the same thing. The healer is here. Come on, let me hear your church shouting. The healer is here. Oh, the healer is here. Oh, the healer. I don't have a neighbor, but the healer is here. So some of you may... Listen, I can't do this by myself. I'm going to turn this. So some of you may be aware, those of you who follow us on Twitter, uh, at the Drive Home one are probably aware that Timothy, our trusted, lovable, friendly, incompetent host announced that he has tested positive for the coronavirus. So, um, thoughts and prayers to Timothy. I uh, talked with him last night. So he, he told us yesterday that he tested positive. I talked to him last night. He sounded pretty sick. He sounded pretty weak, had a hard time talking, um, but I still needed to talk to him about some of the stuff for the show today. The show must go on. So, um, he took one for the team. I had spoken with him just the night before. Actually, I was at his house. Um, we shared a bag of Doritos, those like spicy nacho ones. Those are hot, but they're good. I don't think that's what made him sick, but I'm thinking now like we were sharing the same bag. And you know how sometimes when you're sharing a bag of Doritos with somebody, you both reach at the same time and your hands touch, and it's like a moment. Um, so that didn't happen with us, but we did share a bag of Doritos, so his germs are my germs, so now maybe it's only a matter of time. Um, so I'm not quarantining myself at the moment, but I am broadcasting live from um, a, a fort built out of toilet paper. I got a blanket over the top because it's better for sound quality. I feel like we've covered that before. Um, and then just to be sure, I'm drinking every now and then sipping from this bottle of Purell uh, sanitizer. It tastes terrible, but it says on the bottle that it kills uh, 99.9% of all germs. And so um, just taking the necessary precautions over here. Um, And certainly hoping Timothy gets back sooner rather than later, if for no other reason. That music thing is hard to navigate. I feel bad. I've criticized him before um, about the music. It's hard to, like keep the levels where they're supposed to be so I'm hoping he can work some magic on the back end because I am going to still after this is recorded I'm going to I'm going to send it to him have him upload it if you guys ever hear it it's because he managed to get it uploaded um I don't know how to do that he's typically kind of the IT guy so um hopefully you come back soon man um we miss you all around here and I feel bad that I was wrong about the coronavirus, all right? A couple weeks ago, I came on here telling you guys it was no big deal. Last week, I came back and said, okay, it's a thing, but everybody just hold your breath. It'll be gone soon. And now the world is shut down. Our economy has been brought to its knees. People are uh, suffering, and our own producer, I mean, this is hitting pretty close to home now, and I feel like, you know, I I hope he makes a full recovery, but 
if Timothy dies because of the coronavirus, it would be sort of poetic justice, his final attempt to completely destroy the show after I come on here twice and tell you that it's no big deal, then my pr- producer up and dies, um, forever sinking our credibility as a show. Um, that being said, hope you come back soon. And um, on a separate note, we are accepting applications for um, the position of producer with the show. So uh, go ahead and contact um, us on Twitter at the Drive Home One, and we'll have Timothy Timothy sift through those. Um, potential replacements as he lays dying in his apartment. The nice thing about the timing of Timothy getting sick is it was convenient for me in that he did manage to get a sponsor lined up before all of this happened. So um, he emailed it to me last night. I printed it off myself. You guys know I like to have a piece of paper in my hands. And our sponsor today is The Bible. I got to start reading these before so that I can read a little more smoothly and just kind of screen for content. But Sponsored by the Bible. Man, we have arrived as a show. If we've got the Bible as a sponsor, I mean, how much bigger can you get? Other than like Stephen King, the Bible's like like the best thing, right? Okay, the Bible. Are you concerned about what's happening in the world today? Coronavirus got you down? Is the economy keeping you up at night? Are you plagued? <laughs> I get it. By the anxiety that comes from living through the worst time in human history? Pick up a copy of the Bible today, you sinner and see how wrong you actually are. Let the ancient prophets dazzle you with tales of genocide, slavery, endless war, and yes, even plagues. Spend a few minutes in your Bible every morning and you'll be left thinking, gee, I'm glad I live right now and not back then. Thanks, prophets. But Dustin from the Drive Home with Timothy award-winning podcast, what if I'm not into all that fire and brimstone garbage? What if I just want some good old-fashioned entertainment? Well, then you've come to the right place. The Bible isn't just the obituary of human life and decency. We've also got chariots of fire, burning bushes, seas parting, animals partying on a boat with Noah as the bouncer, and lots and lots of incest. Whoa, jeez. And if you think we and if you think we have a talking donkey in the White House today, wait till you get a load of Balaam's ass. <laughs> wow, nice work, Timothy. Um, Balaam, for those of you who don't know, uh, shout out to mom. Hi, mom, if you're listening. Uh, Balaam was a guy from the Bible who had a talking donkey, and the donkey called it an ass, so it's okay to say because it's in the Bible. Moving on. Spend some time with our new Bi- with your new Bible, and you'll see how much worse things used to be. Sure, things are tough right now with the deadly, deadly coronavirus and an economic crisis at our door, but at least we're not wasting away from famine being chased out of our homes by swarms of locusts, or killing people for being gay, except in Pakistan and South Carolina. Oh, nice touch. The Bible. Look how much worse things can get, and they probably will. Uh, thanks again for the folks at The Bible for, uh, for their support of the show. <sighs> Moving on, so... Um, <sighs> the point of this episode is there was an episode we published uh, several weeks ago. It was called Liar Face. And it got very strong reactions from a lot of you, mostly a whole bunch of irrational, emotional women. Uh, some might say nags. Uh, contacted me. No, I'm, I'm kidding. For those of you who don't get the jokes, I'm kidding. You're, people were upset because of some of the things I said in that episode. Um, 
to be completely honest, I have not listened to that episode in a while. I don't, I don't re-listen to these. I don't listen to them the first time usually. I hate the sound of my voice even more than you hate the sound of my voice. So I just kind of trust Timothy on the back end to edit some kind of wonder Matthew McConaughey accent onto all of this, and then he just publishes it. But the things that most people got upset about with that episode was, number one, that women who wear makeup are liars, and number two, that women are not funny. There were probably other things, but those are the two that stick out. Um, First of all, the idea of women not being funny, that has been proven by how many women came to beat down my door telling me that the jokes made in that episode were not funny, so you didn't have a sense of humor about it, completely proved my point. That being said, obviously some women are funny. I can't think of any right now, but some women are funny. The point I was making there is that the funniest people tend to be male. Why? Because stupid things are funny, and men are stupid. Men take risks. Risks end up in failure. Failure is hilarious. Um, Number two, about women wearing makeup or getting cosmetic procedures. I don't remember what I mentioned specifically, but like Botox, nose jobs, fake eyebrows, fake eyelashes, lip injections, spray tans, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think I made a comment about like, we don't actually know what you really look like. You're hiding behind a mask. And so therefore you are lying with your face. It's obviously an exaggeration. Okay. Everybody take a deep breath. I think we're going to be fine. Let's try to get through this together. Obviously an exaggeration. But I think the reason this struck a chord is because there's something real inside of it. It would be really hard to argue that women... This, that's, that's a terrible sentence. Let me start over. Do you ever get down the road with a sentence and you're like, grammatically, I don't even know where we are anymore. <sighs> what were we talking about? Liars, women, makeup. Okay. Um, the question is, why do women tend to focus more on how they look than men do? And this is not even a point of debate. I mean, look at statistically, I don't have any statistics, but just use your common sense. Who spends more time in the morning getting ready, men or women? Women typically have longer hair that needs to be washed, uh, conditioned, blow-dried, curled, uh, straightened. you got to flip it over your shoulder sometimes when a cute boy's walking by. I mean, you, you use your hair as an accessory and a weapon sometimes, right? The makeup takes a while. You have to deep cleanse your pores or scrub them out or exfoliate them. Um, You got to put a little tanning lotion on your face so you look right. Then you got to put blush on there so that you look like you're blushing, like somebody just said something mean to you or nice or something. There's, There's foundation. There's the eye stuff. There's a ton of stuff that women typically do to get ready. And I get that not everybody does that, and that's fine. And if you don't, then, then you don't. That's fine. The question is, why do women care more about how they look than men? And many of you who got really mad at me about this episode, um, we got to have a dialogue, which was nice, right? And we got to talk about what truth is behind all the horrible things I said. And the dialogue for some people was that 
women care more about how they look because of men, because men demand it. Because if, if I don't do a certain thing with my hair, if I don't have a tan or if I don't shave my legs every day or whatever, then no guys are going to want to be around me because that's what men want. Uh, number one, I don't really think that that's the case. I think you're hanging out with the wrong dudes. And, um, number two, that is the, that is the argument that to me holds the most water that you're acting that way because evolutionarily you want to attract a mate, right? And men, we do the same thing, only different. The only difference is men are stupid, shallow, surface concerned creatures. Surface concerned is the same as shallow, right? I didn't need to say that part. Timothy, edit that out, please. Thank you. Hope you're feeling well. Um, Men will fall in love with anything that looks nice. So women, in response, work hard to look nice, and then men fall in love with them. Women fall in love with men who are sort of kind of stable, and they have a good job, and they've got a decent income, and they're good with kids. So we have to fake all of that stuff, right? We have, that's where we spend our time. If, if women were way more concerned about looks, then that's probably all that men would care about. Um, but you go where the... You go where the honey is. I don't know, there's a saying in there somewhere. Um, but I, so by that sense, we we're all the same. All right, I remember. Um, let's see. This would be seventh or eighth grade. I had a crush on a girl named Shayla Southworth. Shayla, Shayla if you're listening, thank you for supporting the show. Um, had a crush on Shayla. I never once spoke to her. I still don't think, I don't think I ever once in my life have spoken to this girl. I just thought that she was cute, which is what a crush is when you're in 7th and 8th grade. But I knew that she liked the Beatles. She was kind of popular. Everybody, I think, knew that she liked the Beatles. I, I didn't like the Beatles at that point in my life. I was more into whatever 7th graders are into, like Barney. Not Barney. I don't know. I was into other stuff. But my sister had a Beatles shirt. And I wore my sister's Beatles shirt, I don't know, probably three times a week for a few months because I was hoping that Shayla would notice and be like, hey, you like the Beatles, I like the Beatles, maybe we should be boyfriend and girlfriend, right? And I completely altered my behavior. My friends were like, hey, you like the Beatles now? And I was like, no, I like Shayla. Um, So that's one school of thought, that women are putting on makeup and looking really and trying to look a certain way because they're trying to attract men. And, it, and if that is the case, you, you, it's probably not even conscious. It's probably just something that's like built into you biologically. And I'm not saying that is the case. I'm just offering some thoughts. Um, I had somebody else say that, that women only do that because of other women. Because the, the other women are doing it, so you got to try to keep up. And... I think that probably goes back to attracting men maybe because that's if all the other girls are doing it, then you have to do it. Otherwise, the boys will fall in love with them, but not you. Um, But I also think sometimes things, if, so try this experiment at home. I don't know if you could really try this, but if, let's say there's a group of like five friends and all, five friends who are all, uh, girls. Let's make them girls. We could easily make them boys, but whatever. Um, it's 2020. You can make girls into boys. But let's say 
they all hate the color lime green because lime green is just gross. But like nobody wants to wear, I mean for clothing, nobody wants to wear lime green. If you're wearing lime green right now, pause this, um, go take it off, change into something more appropriate. Try to be a grown-up, act your age for once, and then come back and start it again. Okay, I'll wait. Oh no, you're going to pause it, so I don't have to wait. So um, we have five friends. If four of them get together and say, you know what? We're going to start wearing lime green, and then twice a week they wear lime green shirts. The The fifth one may not even ask them questions, but is probably eventually going to buy some lime green shirts as well. Because if your friends are doing it, then you just kind of subconsciously think it's a good thing to do. My friends think like me, I'm going to do it too. So who knows how this whole thing started where women are wearing makeup and getting hair extensions and spray tans and stuff. Somebody, Malcolm Gladwell can probably find that out. I bet his next book is going to be like, why women look the way they do? And nobody's going to get mad at him because he's Malcolm Gladwell. But you all still get mad at me. You'll be like, you guys, you ruined Malcolm Gladwell. Anyway, take a pause, take a breath, try to compose myself, maybe have another sip of my, of my Purell 99% satisfaction. Um, but the point is, it's hard to figure out why things start, but if you're just born into this and everybody's doing it, you just kind of maybe do it just because everybody else is and it's not hurting anybody and it's just the way things go, right? And that's, you could say the same thing about like, why do people eat Cheerios? Cheerios are horrifying, disgusting, satanic food. It is, I don't even want to use the word food there. Cheerios are the worst. I'll eat just about everything on this planet. Cheerios are one of very few things that, no, I will, no. If I see you eating Cheerios in front of me, our relationship will change. Um, Or like, why do people listen to country music? Nobody just from scratch is like, you know what, let me listen to that guy that doesn't have a very good voice and tell us about how bad things are in his life and how much he loves America and what happened in 9-11. And it, like, nobody just goes looking for that. But if you were raised on that, and maybe that's what you thought music was, now you'll listen to it because it's just programmed into your brain, right? Parents feed their kids Cheerios when the kids are six months old, and now you go to the grocery store and you hate Cheerios as much as anybody because, you know why? Because they're gross. But you still go buy them and take them, home, take them home and eat them because you were programmed as a kid. It's just the way things were or are. And, yeah, I don't. fortunately I broke out of the Cheerios thing at a very young age. I don't know if I've ever eaten Cheerios, to be honest with you. So maybe I'm a fraud with that whole thing. Um, but I also recognize most of you had the same reaction. If you were upset with me, you came and said, Listen, I put on makeup because I like the way it looks. I just look better with makeup. And they, they've said things like, it's the same reason you comb your hair or why men either shave their beard or trim it or groom it or why you wear a certain t-shirt because you like the way you look in that. And I, that's a thing. That's true. I mean, the, you, you definitely, you do what makes you look the best to you. Um, my point was it's a little extra with 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 a lot of women where you spend more time or you'll do things to 
alter yourself surgically and it's just a different kind of level, right? And the question is, um, if I were a psychologist, not that people, I, um, let me get out in front of this one already. I'm not saying that women who wear makeup need a psychologist to analyze them and find out what's wrong with you. What I'm saying is a psychologist who studied something like this might be able to tell us why women want to go the extra mile to look a little better compared to men. And if you're a psychologist or no one, please uh, invite them on the show. I'd love to talk to them about this. I want to drag this concept out forever because I know all of you hate it. Um, I doubt that I'm going to get less hate mail on this one compared to the other one. But if nothing else, um, I don't, well, if nothing else, then nothing else. I don't know. Um, This is usually where I turn to Timothy and I ask if I've covered everything that we talked about in our pre-show meeting. Timothy is not here. He um, hopefully is still alive at this point. But everybody stay safe. Um, If you guys need extra toilet paper, flour, um, or sanitizer, hit me up on Twitter. I have enough to build a fort. And um, maybe we'll do a thing for like the seventh call or we're going to send you seven rolls of toilet paper, something like that. Um, we'll see. Maybe if Timothy doesn't make it, we'll auction off his toilet paper. Ooh, there's an idea. Um, all right, everybody stay safe and we'll talk soon. I love you.